Hello, welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, Wilf Mertens. Thanks to Simon Panrucker for our intro music. Our jingle, is it a jingle? I think it might be a jingle. And to John Henry Baker for producing the show. It's the first episode, so please bear with me. I'm going to tell you a story from Ireland, and it goes like this. There is a place in the west of Ireland called Glennahane. Now, you may not have heard of it, but if you were a bird, you certainly would have. For it's where all the birds in the world go to have their meetings and discuss what needs to be discussed. Now, I'm sure it's not escaped your notice that birds favour democracy as a form of government. Probably you've seen the crows and rooks and magpies and other corvids having their meetings ostentatiously in the middle of playing fields. Every now and again, some of them will fly up and then land again, and that's how they cast a vote. But there was one thing that the birds did not want to decide through democracy. And that's what I'm going to tell you about today. They had all gathered in the green meadows of Glennahane. The friendly pigeon was there, the jolly robin, the chaffinches whose happy songs mask all sorts of malicious gossip and, and, and arguments about who's whose grandmother and so on. The white-tailed eagle was there whose call sounds like a shoe being scuffed on the floor and the grebe who acts shy but really knows how pretty he is and the mallard who looks like a novelty teapot and, well, all the birds really. Of course, it was a very important meeting, for they were deciding who among them should be king. Now, the reason they didn't want to use democracy to make this particular decision was that to convince all the birds that you should be king really would just mean that you were winning round the mob. And winning round the mob actually isn't that difficult. And because it's not that difficult, people don't really respect it. And the mob will be cheering your name one minute, but then next week they'll change their mind and they'll be throwing stones at you. And for that reason, the birds thought that it'd be better that it would decide who would be king by having a competition. Because everyone respects the winner of a competition. Just think about among us humans, the Olympic athletes who stand on the podium and hold the gold medal aloft. Well, every time their comrades and countrymen think of them, well, their hearts flutter with pride. They become the sweethearts of their nations. So the birds thought competition is the way to do it. But what competition? That's what they were arguing about. And there was a terrible squawking and gabbling and tweeting and retweeting. And all the birds, well, the goose thought it should be honking and the starlings thought it should be formation flying and the goose thought that wasn't such a bad idea and the other birds thought that it was silly because they were looking for one king and and it had to be a sport that you could compete on your own. And, And of course the birds of prey all thought that it should be hunting and they said that was the only truly noble sport and all the rest were just frivolous distractions. But the golden oriole thought that it should be yellowness. And in fact most of the boy birds thought that it should be something to do with prettiness and 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 brightly colored feathers they all strutted up and down showing off their stuff and other birds disagreed and 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 the nightingale who was very bashful and didn't say anything kind of implied some things about the beauty of the birds songs and so on and and went very pink in the cheeks when everyone anyone played him a compliment And the kingfisher thought that he had a right to being the king of the birds because it said king in his name and he really was a rather mysterious and and brilliant little bird. And like this, the argument went on until the owl spoke. Now, the owl among the birds played a role uh, a little bit like a, 
a judge and 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 she didn't get involved in the argument but she would settle the disputes it's a bit like a dinner lady in the playground who has to listen to all the children saying he started it miss he did it no it wasn't me it was her and so on and so forth and try and get to the bottom of what's happening and make a decision and eventually the owl was ready and she spoke and all the birds went silent and she said the competition should be who can fly the highest and there was a moment's silence and and some of the little birds they looked up at the great sky above them and the sky itself seemed to sort of crane over and and listen in you'd be surprised how little the birds think of the sky because well they fly around in it but they're just getting from a to b from rooftop to treetop and they don't really think about what they're flying through just like fish don't think of water all the birds contemplated it for a moment and then of course they fell to their arguing once again now some of the birds were very upset indeed especially the flightless ones as you might imagine and they sat down and tucked their heads under their wings in protest some of the birds were very happy the geese and the the vulture and the eagles they were very happy indeed and 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 then they were strutting around and stretching their wings and generally making a fuss of limbering up now the decision had been made and the owl had her reasons and so the competition began and there was a terrible noise as they all started beating their wings at once it sounded like the air was being sawn in half the pheasant and the chicken they tried their best they probably flew higher than they ever have done since but of course the competition didn't really begin until they got to 10,000 feet once they were up there the competitors had thinned out to just the golden eagle the vulture about three species of falcon several species of goose and well they were going I don't know if you ever thought about what it's like for a bird to fly but it's very much about the ground you go higher ground go away you go lower ground come back ground go away ground come back ground go away ground come back and now these birds were trying to banish the ground forever it was pouring away like bath water down a plug hole soon the air got so cold and thin and brittle that it couldn't support the falcon's little wings anymore and they fell into their long dives and went back down to the earth and once they got there they shook their heads and were as proud as they ever have been and up in the sky there are only two birds left the golden eagle and the vulture now the vulture was whispering all sorts of horrible things to the eagle and trying to put him off but the eagle had a steely look in his eye and was ignoring the vulture you see he felt like he was the rightful king of the birds he had always felt like that and now he was going to prove it he had got so high that he could see the curve of the earth before him he felt like the sky was a bubble encasing the earth and and that he was going to push through it and pop it and the contents of the world might spill out into the nothingness he was quite prepared for this to happen if that's what he had to do to win the competition eventually the vulture could go no higher and with a squawk of despair he returned back down to the world down down to that little green meadow in that little green island
and the eagle, of course, was delighted. He was relieved more than anything. His sense of entitlement had not been shaken. And he was just about to begin his exultant journey downwards when he heard a little sound over his right shoulder. And he looked up, and there he saw the little wren. The little wren, the smallest of all the birds, just as big as your thumb. She had been hiding in the downy feathers between his wings, and now she had flown up, zippy as a bumblebee and not much bigger. And the eagle was furious and tried to catch her, but he was so tired. And she got up higher than he could go. In fact, she even got into the ozone layer which wasn't that much further. He had taken it almost all the way there. And all the microbes that go and hang out in the ozone layer where it's still and warm, they all stood on their sun lounges and they cheered the little wren. Yay! 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 And the eagle, of course, he went back down and he complained to the owl, but the owl just rocked backwards and forwards on her talons with a wry smile on her beak. For she had deliberately chosen a competition that would not just be won by by strength or even skill, but one that left a little room for cleverness. Well, the eagle, of course, flew back down to the ground and started chewing the owl's ear off, complaining. And the owl just rocked backwards and forwards on her talons with a wry smile on her beak. For she had designed the competition like this purposefully. She had thought of one that left a little room for cleverness. That was how the crafty wren had won the day. And she descended back to earth in a very comical manner because she was falling a couple of hundred feet and then getting into a panic and flapping her wings and then becoming tired and then once again falling hundreds of feet and then flapping her wings to save herself. And the other birds watched her and they laughed and the flamingo flew up and caught her and took her back down to ground and all the birds, well, they were singing and cheering and above it all you could hear the wren's voice. For she's a little thing but she has a very loud singing voice, I'm sure you've heard it. It rung out across the meadows of Glenahane. And since then, the clever little wren has been recognised as queen of all the birds. <laughs> <laughs>